156 days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. 156 days till Halloween at the time of recording. Hello, you are listening to episode 77 of the Devil Times 5 Horror Podcast. And as Michael Myers mates say, it's knife to see you, to see you. Knife. Knife. He wouldn't actually say anything, would he? No, no he can speak, he just chooses not to. If he could speak, it'd be all Bruce Forsyth jokes. Yeah, yeah the bit they don't show is after every kill, when he stabs someone, he then goes, good game, good game. <laughs> um, and because we are... <laughs> Fuck it, it's going to be that kind of episode, isn't it? And because we're the cool rebels of the uh, horror podcast scene, we thought a lovely sunny afternoon in May would be the perfect time to work our way through the Halloween franchise. I'm Cliff Barnes, and I'm joined by the return of Brian Eno, the revenge of Luke Poulton, the curse of Emily McQuaid, and Simon Plock in SP20 20 years later. (laughs) So are you feeling like cool rebels? Always. Good, good, good. And now for a joke I've written about Michael Myers. Okay. Here we go. Why did the Star Trek cosplay... Bryony, you'll like this one. Uh, yeah, I'm already balls deep. Let's go. Cool, cool, cool. Why did the Star Trek cosplayer hold a grudge against Michael Myers? Something to do with Kirk, because it's a Kirk mask, isn't it? Shatner mask. Hey! I think we should probably move on to our highs and lows. It was good. I, I appreciate the effort of the joke and the music afterwards. Uh, you should be proud of yourself. I feel there's a butt coming. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm well done. I'm, I'm proud of you. Good, thank I you. I appreciate you. Good, good, good. And that's the last we'll hear about Star Trek <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Luke, what have you been watching? What, I've got my high and low. Is that what exactly. you Exactly. Or yeah. just what I've been watching. Uh, yeah, yeah highs watching. and lows. It's a format point in the podcast. Yeah, I've been watching the ducks at the park. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my high is um, the new horror Malum, um, which is uh, a reimagining remake of um, Last Shift, Anthony de Blasi. Uh, he's directed this one as well, so it's just a reimagining of his other film. But it's uh, about... Uh, Someone taking a shift in a prison, um, but to find out about a cult and the death of their father and then weird stuff happening in the prison because the prison's about to be shut down. Not prison, police station is about to be shut down. It's good. It's got some good practical effects, some nice bits of gore, and actually is quite effective with being creepy. It has some jump scares, but it's also quite nice. It does like subtle things hidden in the background throughout the film that you sort of just have to... They're very quick on, on the scene. But 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 but, yeah. but why have they remade Last Shift? It's not like an old film. It wasn't well, in yeah, foreign language. It's, it's twenty fourteen, I think. Yeah. Last Shift is from. I don't know. He just wanted to do a reimagining of it. And in my opinion, I liked some parts of Last Shift, but I think this mm. is a lot better. It feels a lot creepier, and it's quite slow burn at first. But when he gets into it, it's, it's really really good. Last Shift's a good one of those. So, I might give that. Yes, it's, it's worth it's worth checking out. Um, and then my low is the Pope's Exorcist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen it, but I see the trailer and I feel that's enough. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing with this. It it does every gimmicky thing that we've seen in exorcism movies. Does Russell Crowe at least have fun? Because when when you watch a film with Russell Crowe in and he's having fun, like uh, Man with the Iron Fists, he's just chewing the fuck out of the scenery. And it's hilarious. Yeah, so but, is he at least having? 
a little bit of fun with it because that makes it good. I'm not sure with this. He gets to drive around Novespa um, sort of quite that. a bit. Um, but they have one scene where they, they just do 10 edits within 30 seconds to show all the different angles of him on the Vespa. Overweight Russell Crowe on a Vespa. That's yeah, the game riding for about five <laughs> seconds. They had to like film with multiple cameras. And he puts on he puts on his Italian accent, his best Italian accent. Which oh, is, no uh, way. Nice. Oh, amazing. Um, How is it? Annoyingly, it's. I was hoping it was going to be one of those so bad it's good. And there are some hilarious moments to it where, for some reason, Russell Crowe shouts cuckoo at some nuns at one point as they're walking past. Um, so you, you, you get that. But then it's the final shot that is the most hilarious thing where they say that he wrote some books before his death and then they just put, the books are good. The books are good. <laughs> you think they would say something more, but they just say that he wrote some books before his the death. Books the good. books are good. Books are good? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, sorry, the is this a real good. guy or is this like a fictional what happened to him? Like, it's so based on a real guy, time. isn't it? So... Yeah, so it's a real guy that worked for the Vatican. Are his uh, books notoriously bad? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe some people have said some uh, things about that. Then them. the caption yeah. would have said, the books are dog shit. Yeah, sure. it's like, you can use my story as long as you say the books are good. The books, they are a dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll let you use my story, but just say the books are good, huh? It's-a me, the Pope's exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, I get it on my Vespa and I uh, take the bazoozoo out. Eh? Eh. Hey. Hey. I eat the pizza, I get it the <laughs> They have confirmed a sequel to this as well. Um, Amazing. But the funny thing that the film does is that it pretty much confirms 199 sequels because they say a line that there are 199 other locations where wow. um, people are possessed. I mean, I'm, I'm on board with that. If it's like Italian Russell Crowe going around the world fighting Pazuzu in like Scumthorpe. Yeah, I'm hoping that's a sequel. And I hope his accent changes with each film. Oh, yeah, that would be wonderful. <laughs> That's me, Pope's exorcist. Hey, <laughs> son, I'm the Pope's exorcist, eh? Sure, it'll be the Pope's exorcist. <laughs> I was Italian before, but from the fucking Ireland now. Wherever there's Catholics, there is the Pope's exorcist. <laughs> Simon. All right, my high is a bow is afraid, uh, because. Uh. Basically, put every single one of my anxieties on screen and made it into an actual nightmare, uh, and then in fact ended with a facsimile of in fact one of my actual nightmares, uh, which was uh, a lot of fun and uh, scared me more than his actual horrors. Um, and uh, my low is uh, Bo is afraid because it was three <laughs> hours long. I genuinely no one needs to see Whacking Phoenix titter on for that long. And uh, there's a bit at the end, nearly towards the end, where you'd be like, yeah, that's. That's that's a bit far there, mate. That's a bit far. I'm seeing in my mind's eye right now. It was a a bit much. But yeah, you know, good and terrible. So I guess okay. All right. All right. Bryony. Low is escape room. It's very much like if the Hunger Games was sore, um, mm. and I can see what it was doing, and it it got me in, but it was it was just executed really badly. But I do see that they have a sequel out. I'm going to watch it because I love shit, so let's... It's actually, let's... The sequel's actually somehow better. Is it? It felt like it was like, well, what can we take from the elements of Saw to make it more palatable for, like, a PG-13 audience? Yeah. The escape room had amazing sets, amazing setups, but it just... 
it just didn't deliver. So I was very disappointed with that. Um, my high is a TV show that I've started binging, um, Yellow Jackets on Paramount Plus. Yeah, it's good. It's that. so good. It's great. It's it's a bunch of girls who are in a soccer team. They're playing crashes in the Rocky Mountains. And the best thing about it is like you can't quite tell if it's actually supernatural shit going on or if it's just the human condition. Juliette Lewis is in it. She's amazing. Christina Ricci is incredible in it. Emily, I've got two highs. Um, I'll start with the classier one. Uh, Finger on the pulse with modern horror, etc. I watched a film from 1955, uh, <laughs> The Quatermass Experiment. As, as discussed previously, I absolutely love the movie version of Quatermass and the Pit, and I thought I'd check out some of the other movies. Yeah, it's, it's of its time. There's a, a lot of like very clipped English accents going on, but for kind of a special effects being janky, they also do quite a good sort of existential Frankenstein-y type thing. So uh, there's an astronaut who's um, come back from a mission that's gone wrong and he's basically slowly turning into an alien. And for all of you kind of like, yeah, well, that's clearly a blob of plasticine. You do end up getting quite invested and um, story's absolutely cracking. So mm-hmm. uh, really, really enjoyed that. Uh, and the, the the other movie is was it was absolute shit in fact, but I've not enjoyed myself so much in the cinema for a really really long time. <laughs> uh, the BFI have got an Argento season on that's just finished, and we went to see Argento's version of Phantom of the Opera. Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> he does the songs. It's quite amazing. Uh, I wish it had been a musical, and they would have got like Goblin to reimagine the the um, the Lloyd Webber score. That would have been incredible, but. It's because later period of Argento stuff, like we covered the Dracula on here and that's absolutely terrible. And this film is terrible, but it's terrible in a really, really fun way. And because it was the BFI, there was just basically a cinema full of people trying not to scream with laughter. Whereas I suspect <laughs> if they'd shown it in the Prince Charles, people would have been like, hey, that's mad. But so the Phantom isn't disfigured in this one, but he is raised by rats. And in the first five minutes, um, the rats save his baby basket from the River Seine. um, And it's clearly someone with a rat glove puppet on their hand pulling a rope. (laughs) And it just gets just gets better from there. There's a scene where I don't know if anyone remembers the um, the sketch program Monkey Dust, the sort of dark cartoon sketch. But there were the two guys that that went Essex, London. Uh, If you can imagine that, but with two French guys arguing about Baudelaire and Rombo and they are in um, a Turkish bath in a scene reminiscent of a Ken Russell film where everyone is stark bollock naked apart from them. This argument goes on for ages and they fall in a swimming pool. And I can't work out if this film is meant to be camp and stupid or just inadvertently manages to be camp and stupid. But I do like seeing a version of Phantom of the Opera where when the chandelier comes down, it does actually squish someone's head. Most of the actors were speaking English, but they've been dubbed into Italian. Hmm which confused my mate because afterwards he was going, I just thought, oh, my God, I can speak Italian because I can lip read what they're saying. <laughs> no, Julian Sands is not speaking Italian. That's that's mm. English. But, yeah, absolute bollocks, but in the best possible way. Uh, my low is Oxygen by Alexandra Aja, which it's like Buried, the film about the guy who wakes up to find himself in his own coffin. But... It's sci-fi and I don't get on with sci-fi and I found it really boring. Uh, this woman who wakes up in a cryogenic pod, she wake, wakes from hypersleep and uh, there's an AI there that sort of helps her, but it's not being very, like, but my problem with it is she has to figure out herself um, how she got there, what what's going on. The AI could just tell her in the beginning and then there'd be no film 
and that would be a better outcome all round. There's absolutely no reason why it doesn't just give her that information. So, uh, yeah, I found that really, really, really boring. Um, and my high, uh, you added this as your high, Emily, a few months ago, Ennis Main, new Mark Jenkins film. Jenkins. Great. Yeah, it's just gorgeous, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. like, you can't tell if it's set in 1974 or if the woman in it is trying to recreate the events of 1974, but the film certainly looks like it could have genuinely been made then. It's the kind of film where, like, you get some dramatic music and it's like, oh no, what's happened? And it's just that she's writing in her diary, Lycan has appeared on one of the flowers. That's like <laughs> as, as dramatic as it gets at some point. It's, it's really good, ultimately, about a boat that capsized and sailors drowned. And there's a memorial stone. And I noticed that one of the uh, sailors being memorialized is called John Treblecock. Whoa. you'd have to memorialize that guy for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people happy john treblecock but maybe he caused the accident yeah showing off showing off tried to steer it <laughs> he, pulled, he pulled his pants down and it was like a kraken had come and pulled on something <laughs> Look, I can honk and steer at the same time. Treblecock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now on to this month's theme, and we oh, asked do we you. Have to? Sorry? Do we, do we have, have to? to? We do have Bryony's to. Bryony's saying what we're These are thinking. classics, Bryony. They're classics <laughs> of the genre. Shut up. <laughs> we asked you, our listeners, what your favourite Michael Myers film is. I know what mine is. Well, I think you'll find Cliff. His name is actually, it's actually Mike Mike Myers. Oh, fuck. So you've messed it up again. You've got it wrong again. What a mistake to maker, as Russell Crowe <laughs> might have said. Can we just talk about Wayne's World, though? Because that's actually fun to talk about. And so I married an ex-murderer. That was good, that. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. Underrated. Do you know Jim will paint it, guys? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a great mug where it's the night he came home, but it's basically all scenes from Halloween, but with Mike Myers' characters. And it's, it's hilarious. It's my favourite mug. Oh, good. I'd rather talk about my favourite mug than these films. Just make a separate <laughs> mug podcast about mugs. I might. I've got I've got over sixty mugs and they're all bloody great. I have a mug so repellent that Alex, my wife, insists that only I drink from it, and she does it to punch <laughs> me because it's so awful. It's Why? Crazy. What's wrong with it? It's got lemon grab from Adventure Time. And, That's fine. Well, yeah, but he's a badder now. They're winning that voice guy. Um, yeah. Oh, Justin Roiland. Yeah, yeah, he's a massive sex pervert. Mugs. Mugs, 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 mugs. Hello, you are listening to the Mug Podcast. I've got my, uh, I got my grommet mug. I see. Yeah, I've got my. This is my best one. It's good, quite good. This one. One of my favourite mugs. It's a bum. Do you like my bum mug? The bu- I like the bum mug a lot, yeah, that's very nice. It's uh, awful Scottish it's also, one. Look, it's a funny... Oh, and they've all got pens in. Look how Oof. good we are. Yeah. We're so fucking twee. We've all got mugs of pens in. Pen mugs. Are we done with this section of no. the... Uh, yeah, no. so my high mug of the week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> carry on. No, carry on. Do egg. Yeah, you remember when Cream Egg used to make mugs? I do, and yeah, they're The ones that came with the Easter yeah, eggs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't get that yeah. anymore. It's outrageous. PC gone mad. Mm. <laughs> it's too woke to put an egg in a mug these days. 
PG tips gone mad. Why are all mugs all the same size these days? You get a nice mug, it's the same size as the shit mug. I want like a big mug well, with a good I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, so I have a thing with Jack at the moment because he's got shit mugs and I moved in. I'm like, you need proper like size mugs because he's only got like those weird vase like, type ones. And we had a massive Sorry, weird what? Vase type ones? Like the ones that kind of like teeth oh, around. Oh, and does it have a tiny little hole to put one Yeah, off? yeah. Those mugs can fuck stupid. right off because they really fucking hurt your stupid. finger. So I moved in and I was like, we have to get proper mugs. Like... We have the the standard Sports Direct mug, which is you know if you have a British passport, you have to have a Sports Direct mug. Um, but there's no. Well, it's, pad- it's paddling pool size, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I put yeah, children so. in it all the time and breathe yeah. in. It's, it's great. Um, <laughs> I hate these films, Cliff. I'd rather talk about mugs. So you're you're saying your low mugs of the month are his mugs the when ones he that, brings yeah. them into the yeah, house? Yeah, his shit Jack, mugs. Jack shit mugs. Jack shit mugs. My favourite mug is um, one that I made myself, and it's like. You pour hot water in it, and the the black disappears, and it's just a picture of me going hello. Because um, I you say I the realized... black disappears, why yeah, is that? Well, it's just it a black mug, place? and it's heat yeah. reacted. And because uh-huh. I'm an egomaniac, I put pictures of myself on everything. Okay. So it's just a, a picture of me arrives um, on the mug, and it's great because I'm, right. I'm awesome. Yeah, my dad had one where the woman undressed. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, with, with, yeah. with me on it, but I'm I'm wearing yeah. clothes. Can we start a mug uh, podcast TikTok? Yeah, I, th- I think people will buy into it. They'd love it. I'd not There'd all be a bunch of mugs not to. Well, we actually asked you what your favourite Michael Myers sequel is, excluding Rob Zombie's efforts, which we covered on episode 45. And I can't imagine we did anything but slag them off for 10 minutes. Um, And we've already done John Carpenter's original Halloween on episode 52, but I remember that one like it was just yesterday. The opening scene is brilliant. Uh, Yeah, I noticed uh, Michael's sister's boyfriend in that opening scene. He's a bit of a one minute man, isn't he? He really is, yeah. In and out, put his trousers on. See ya. Yeah, I know. She needs to get a new boyfriend. Maybe that was why um, he stabbed her. It's like, no, you need to do better than that. Uh, seems a bit victim blaming, though, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Exactly the kind of insightful film analysis you get here. Oh, I always, I always like the fact that there's now twice Cliff accusing me of victim blaming <laughs> on the internet. I'm real, really good about that. I think what I was trying to. What I was trying to say is that the boyfriend is the real villain of the piece. If he was better at sex, none of this would have happened. Yeah. Sure. I love how in-depth we are at reviewing movies. Yeah, that's why our listeners keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming they do. Um, anyway, we're doing the sequels in chronological order, which means our first feature this month is Rick Rosenthal's 1981 film, Halloween 2. I shot him six times! I shot him in the heart! He's not human! Universal Pictures presents Halloween 2. More of the night he came home. Who is it? There was nothing within him, neither conscience nor reason, that wasn't even remotely human. Some kind of a joke? I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. Halloween 2. More of the night he came home. 
Dick's bullets weren't enough to stop Michael Myers, who's followed Laurie to the hospital where she's recovering from her stab wound. I think the first thing to note is, like, in true 80s slasher sequel style, they've decided to go bigger and scarier. And so it like, starts with the opening credits and they've gone, what's scarier than a pumpkin? I know, a pumpkin with a skull in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. If you pick one of those out of the patch, you'd be terrified. Don't pretend you're <laughs> No, we're not making a pie out of this one. It's going to taste terrible. Yeah. Get back. The trailer sums it up so greatly. Like, more of when he came more. back. So just more of that. More yeah. of that. More. more of that. The We've same. got no ideas to so just do more. This film's not too... This isn't too bad as far as the Halloween sequels nah. go, but... I did notice you playing that bit of the trailer that Donald Pleasance gets bored halfway through the delivery of a line. <laughs> I'm not line? sure he's even <laughs> human. Look, at least he's still trying to be American in this one. Well, ish. <laughs> ish. Yeah. As they go on, he gets more and more British. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell whether he was supposed to be or not. Wasn't Donald Pleasance from Nottingham or somewhere around Nottingham? Because I'm pretty sure the fourth one, he's very, it sounds like very, very close to him back appearing in a scene and going, you're right, duck. Yeah. So he sound like um, Jason Williamson from Sleaford Mods at any point. Oh, if only. That would have been amazing. <laughs> As you know, I've been very vocal about how much I've hated these films. They're so boring, Simon. Um, it's all your fault. Not all my fault. Look, it, it is, is. you pick the theme, theme, Simon. You pick the theme. But to be fair, when I watched these, it was when I was a student. Every Tuesday, we'd win the pub quiz. We'd go back to our, my friend's house. We'd eat two for Tuesday's Domino's pizza, drink a bunch of beer, watch a shit Halloween sequel. It was a great time. It's pure nostalgia. That sounds awful. How many beers in were you if you're saying that it was a great time? Well, with watching these. Six. Six at least. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I watched about four of these yesterday, very drunk. I don't recall a single thing. I was bored shitless. I was lying <laughs> on the floor at one point going, I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> like, I just fucking hate Michael Myers. He's boring, isn't he? Such boring villain. He's a boring, stabby twat. He is. Like, <laughs> oh, look at my mask. It's like, it's the one guy at the gig who everyone's like, oh, who's that guy? But actually, he turns out to be a really boring old man. Yeah, but he's like the first stabby twat, though, isn't it? They, they had to make them, you know, back when being a stabby twat was enough. Even Jason, who doesn't talk, he's at least got something going for him in, in terms of he's more charming. Well, also, those movies have a kind of camp absurdity and ridiculousness mm. to them. The deaths are kind of high concept and there's and so on. Whereas these ones... There's no memorable deaths. Like, I, I think mm. people get stabbed. The bath bit is the most memorable bit. The jacuzzi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where they turn it up and her whole face gets melted off. Mm. Though it's, it is continuing the theme of it being the fault of crap boyfriends, because that man is an asshole, and the nurse with the big boobs deserves a better man than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was his job, that guy? In those days, they clearly had so much money, they were like, we just hire this annoying twat to just sit around and make sexist comments. <laughs> What's he there for? Morale. Every man in that whole town is awful. It's like an awful town of twats. <laughs> I do quite like Halloween too, because it's at least going for the 80s sleazy slasher thing which none of the other films really do i definitely found it the best out of these and the least boring out of them because i feel with this one the kills were a bit i know it's not massive kills but it felt a bit more like there was almost gore there's the hammer on the top of the head so there are things like that that feel a bit more brutal than how michael myers was in the first film i know in the first one he does stab someone up against a wall and have them hang up against the wall but there's it just seems, seems like there's a bit more to the kills in this one yeah, they haven't thought them all through, though. The bit where he stabs the nurse in the back with the scalpel and lifts her off the ground, 
looks good, but I don't think it would really kill anyone. No, that, that wouldn't work. You're allowed to take them on planes, I think. They're so small. Are you going to give them notes? You're going to say, I wouldn't actually kill people, Mike. So yeah, The character is, is an icon in terms of horror, but like the films themselves are so boring. What can you do to carry on the legacy of something? So you've got like Nightmare on Elm Street. The, the legacy is like revenge and dreams and stuff, and it's mm. a really strong idea. But like for this one, there's like... Uh, uh, Laurie's his sister, and he's mad about that. Carry on, yeah, and it goes stupid. on and on and on. It's just it's it's really eked out, and there's not a lot there to to draw from. Well, this one came third in our listeners' poll. Yeah, it's solid gold in comparison to some of them. Yeah. Yeah. One of my issues with Michael Myers is sometimes he's completely superhuman. And then, like in this film, there's a bit where he can't open a lift door. With yeah, his... the thing that pissed me off with these films is there's no rules. Sometimes he's weirdly strong. Sometimes he's not. Mm. The thing that I can equate it to is, is wrestler rules. Because wrestling is a poetic ballet of storylines. It's great. So are the Halloween sport, films, thank you. Huh. <laughs> mm, I'm going to disagree yeah, there. I'd rather watch wrestling. Wrestling's got better outfits, though. So Much, yeah. much better outfits. Better masks. I mean, like, Michael Myers is, is similar to The Undertaker. He has certain rules and certain things that he can survive. And certain things where... It, like oh out of nowhere like oh yeah Paul Bearer has his ashes of his dad and therefore like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, didn't the Undertaker come back several times when he should really have been retired yeah, yeah. and like Michael Myers there's a bit where he's a weird biker and that was his gimmick yeah. <laughs> and Kane had the whole weird backstory that his whole family had been killed and that's yeah, why he was yeah. a wrestler Kane's so. a, a mayor now a horse a mayor <laughs> no a mayor may mayor mayor may. oh. he's a he's a government elected official i don't know why i assumed you were talking about horses I, <laughs> as well but um i did <laughs> well he never took his mask off did we? i went so. to private school so you just assume that i talk about horses <laughs> you don't elect horses what not unless you're caligula no no did he elect them? <laughs> well, yeah, because the, the, he was so mad, he made a horse a senator and he killed a load of people and fucked his sister. But he made a horse a senator. Horse a senator. Yeah, he put, it was a direct appointment, though. He didn't hold a horse election. Yeah, well, I think it might have just been a one-horse race. Um, what kind of horse did Michael ride? A really boring one. <laughs> <laughs> I like the bit in Halloween too, where the uh, the police car suddenly crashes into that bloke. It's really funny that bit. Oh, what the bit when the guy's on fire? No one seems to care. That bit's so hilarious because he's on fire, and the police officer goes, "Well, oh, is it him? Why is it him?" <laughs> it's like no one's attempting to put him out. They're just like, "Ah, okay, Ben." Well, this is the whole thing with Doctor Loomis, the most ridiculously awful doctor of all time. Like he's got, I think it's in Halloween too. He does this monologue about how Michael Myers, when he was in his care, was just sit there saying nothing. He just sit there, that was all he did. And he was like, that's pure evil. What a shit psychiatrist. Mm. I, right, no, completely. I think they got really happy with the line in the first film yeah. where he's like, I met this boy 12 years ago. And it's like, they, they, they've got that, that he just has to keep repeating yeah. throughout <laughs> every single one of these films. I met him 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but we know. We only started a relationship when he was 18, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it was unwise, but legal. Unwise, but legal, damn it. It was pure evil. <laughs> it was pure legal. Uh, there's a good euphemism for sex in Halloween too. My dad had to take my Aunt Ruby to Hardin County. <laughs> <laughs> 
say Hardon County. Hardon County, yeah. I think that's actually the name of the hospital. I think it might be Hardon County Memorial Hospital. These were in the days before Viagra, don't forget. <laughs> it's just surrounded by really interesting sculptures of soft, floppy dicks. Yeah. And... <laughs> oh, you think it's a memorial to various hard-ons that, that mm, didn't yeah. make it? <laughs> it was originally going to be called the Hopeful Semi. <laughs> <laughs> two up, two down? Yes. <laughs> Thumbing it in heights? <laughs> all right, skipping over the Michael Myers less Halloween 3, which I think we probably all agree is the best sequel. It's so great. It's brilliant. Yep. Wonderful, wonderful nonsense. Uh, so skipping over that one. Jamie's an orphan. Jamie's an orphan. Jamie's an orphan. Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. Uh, Laurie's dead. Laurie died, but she had a daughter, Jamie, who's named after the actress who played her. Okay, someone give me a because I didn't watch it. Someone give me a, a brief. So uh, Jamie is is yeah um, Laurie's child, and uh, for some reason Laurie's child keeps having nightmares of Michael Myers uh, coming after her, and then he does yeah come after. He's her. transferred on Halloween Eve again because that's what they always do. And he breaks out. What you're saying about Dr. Loomis being the worst doctor ever. Uh, he sees the crashed ambulance and asks how many people were on the bus. He doesn't even know <laughs> what an ambulance, what an ambulance is. is. He's off his fucking nut, that Dr. Loomis. He's just mm. wandering around town screaming at people. Yeah. So Jamie's an orphan. She's the daughter yeah. of Laurie. Yeah. Michael right. comes back because that's what he does. Yeah. Dr. Halloween. Loomis mm-hmm. is there going, look at that bus. Then what? He gets with the local police. He's like, convinces them that... Myers attacking, they're like, oh yeah, we'll listen to this mad old guy. What happens at the end? Skip to the end, skip to the end, what happens then? Oh, the, the end's the only good bit. The end is uh, good, yeah. So, little Jamie, there's a scene earlier on... Is she still on... an orphan at this point? Her parents haven't come back to life. She has got okay. a foster family. Yeah. Her foster sister takes her shopping for a Halloween costume and she goes, I want that one! And it's a cute little clown costume, which is nice. pretty much the same as the one that young Michael Myers is wearing at the beginning of the first Halloween. What a coincidence! And then at the end, the last shot of the film is little Jamie in her Halloween costume holding a big knife. And you're like, oh, is he psychically transferred to her? Why she stabbed her mother and she's covered in blood? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she stabbed her mother. And then there's this brilliant shot from the top of the stairs from her point of view of... Um, one adult at a time coming into shot, looking up the stairs in shock. And I was really convinced they were going to do that fake freeze frame, like at the end of Police Squad. Yeah. They yeah. all just had to hold their shock faces. It was, oh, doesn't happen. One of them's got a cup of coffee that's slightly yeah. dripping as the yeah. credits roll. <laughs> it's weird because they wanted you to forget that they made Halloween 3. Mm. But when she's actually in the Halloween shot, there's two candles that are the masks from Halloween 3. Yeah. And then when she's going through the costumes, they then have the skeleton costume from Halloween 3 as well. So it's like they want you to forget, but they would still put all that stuff in there. Well, this happens quite a lot during the series, doesn't it? Like It's yeah. clear that the best thing that ever happened in Halloween was the Silver Shamrock Mask in Halloween 3. <laughs> and they just want to remind you of, the, of when it was good that one time. Do you remember we made a good film? Yeah. <laughs> and you fuckers didn't want to see it, so now look, we've had to bring these yeah, twats now back we have again. to punish you with this tripe. When they shoot Michael into the grave at the end, Loomis just goes, oh yeah, he's dead now, yeah. good. 
It doesn't look like check. What an idiot. Look, this is a fucking liability. He, he walks away and he says he's buried in the ground. Yes. No, he, he just fell through some wood. He's yeah. not buried in the ground. No. <laughs> Why is he so strong? Like, there's no real explanation. Like, Well, that was, like, always meant to be one of the kind of, like, exciting things about him was that there was this unexplained supernatural aspect to him, which none of these sequels until six actually do anything with. Mm. None of these sequels thinks to explore that or develop it. It just feels like a cop-out and a bit of a, a writing trick because it's like, yeah. no, he's just he's super strong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's whatever the script needs him to be. Tell you what, revenge is a good word to put in the title of a horror sequel, even if it's not actually relevant to the plot. Stay away, okay? You know, you're really creepy filling that little girl with all that boogeyman crap. I believe that you're in danger. <laughs> Halloween 5, the revenge of Michael Myers. Donald Pleasant should have stopped. He should have stopped being in there. Well, I hope fucked. they were paying him a decent amount of money. That's all I, I hope say. so too, but his acting just gets worse and worse as these movies go on. Yeah, normally if there's a movie and Donald Pleasance is in it and he's screaming and chewing the scenery, I'm like, yeah, Donald Pleasance is in it. Woo. Whereas with this, it's just like, oh, and poor old Donald Pleasance again. Give it a rest, mate. <laughs> this is the one where it probably doesn't help that Loomis spends most of it screaming in the face of a traumatised child. Yeah. Tell me where he is. The synopsis is with Jamie almost catatonic in hospital due to a psychic link with michael dr loomis is watching her signs of the killer's inevitable return um why are they letting him hang around this children's hospital he's not working there is he yeah this is my question too it's some real savile shit right there yeah he, he contributes a lot of finance yeah, yeah. He he's run a lot of, a lot of he's run a lot of marathons shouting the whole time he's gonna come back <laughs> but I think there's a real sexist double standard in this film because at the end of four, the little kid stabs her foster mum, and she's treated like you should, you know, a disturbed child that needs therapy. Michael Myers yeah. stabs his sister in the first one, and he's treated like a pariah. He's actually killed someone though. Whereas in this one, I mean, as I'll probably say many times as we go on with these movies. Would it not have been better if they'd ended it at the end of the last film? Yeah. Because it's ambiguous. Michael's gone, but look, Jamie's got the knife. She stabbed her stepmom. We don't know what's happened. Has she killed her? Ah, but no. I was excited when the uh, credits for this one had special makeup credit for KNB effects. But then all their work was basically cut out of it anyway. So it's another not gory one. And it's mad in 1989 what Nightmare on Elm Street 4 was doing around that time. Mm. Like a really gory film. And they're like Halloween 5, fucking just Nothing. tame as shit. Why are the Halloweens, like, so not gory? Well, I mean, I do remember at the time there was a lot of interviews in Fangoria. They'd all be like, oh, we're not going for big gore effects. We're going for more of a mood. We're keeping it scary yeah. psychologically. It'd be good if they could do that, though. That's absolutely fine, except they don't do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's just boring. They're not, there yeah. isn't any menace. The, the characters are yeah. inconsistent. There is a character in Halloween 5 known as the man in black, who sort of turns up in town looking all sinister. Mm. Uh, but nothing ever comes of it because they cut his entire subplot out. So when uh, the franchise was revived six years later, they basically used a script written by a fan who tried to make sense of that bit. <laughs> and the result is Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. I was only eight years old when I saw him, but I was one of the lucky ones. I survived. Paul Rudd is so out of place in this. Like, I love Paul Rudd. But he just even feels like he's pulling faces at points that he's meant to be in a comedy movie. Like, he he wasn't meant to be in this, definitely. Well, this film is a complete, absolute shit show mess. And rewatching mm. it was quite fun. There's a bit where he fries someone, he electrifies this awful, again, a terrible man from Haddonfield, so he explodes. 
there's quite a lot of gore in this one. Like, it's pretty, pretty mm. gory. But also, the plot is mad. And also, Donald Pleasance dies halfway through filming. So it's a bit spliced together, and it's literally like Poochie saying goodbye, saying his home planet needs him. <laughs> like, this <laughs> moments where he's like, yes, no, whom? And you're saying this, that, and the other, Dr. Loomis, yes. And it's just, and it's so badly edited that like you can hear the sound doesn't match. And there's like, a kind of a, a kind of a by the numbers teen slasher, and then it turns into this mad cult thing, right, mm. right at the end. And the man in black turns out to be one of the doctors, and yeah, it's all... a doctor from the first film who was never even given a name in the first yeah. film, or ne- his name was never spoken. And you're meant to be surprised and shocked that it turns out to be him. And it's <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I don't know who this person is. Yeah. This is what happens when you get a fan to write your script. Yeah. Yeah, there's one part, an Easter egg or whatever it is, that, that just <laughs> bothers me because it's just so on the nose that it's, oh, the person's been locked in room 237. Oh, yeah. For fuck's sake. Ah! Like, oh, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Let's reference a better film. There's a baby that disappears for a bit and they're like, where's the baby? Where's the Where the fuck is the baby? And the baby's been captured by the all the cultists, and then there's also a child who also might be kind of a Michael Myers in waiting, and there's another sort of relative, and then there's a mad shock jock who comes to this big Halloween uh, rally and strips off and, like, makes all these (laughs) fucking mad sex jokes. It's honestly, it's just a complete catastrophe. I've never seen anything like it. Basically, one of the things it mainly has going for it is that it's mad because they Mm. didn't know what the fuck they were doing. No fucking clue. So shit. It's so cheaply made. It's got all the sort of aesthetics of like a softcore porn film from the time. But Mm. hilarious. Halloween 6 goes so off the rails that for the next film they had to pretend that the last three sequels never even existed. (laughs) (laughs) My name's not Carrie Tate. (laughs) What is it? Laurie Stroud. Halloween H20, 20 years later, which is a fucking terrible title. Uh, Laurie Strode faked her death and is now the headmistress of a boarding school, uh, but Michael is still after her. Um, this was actually the top of our poll. This is people's favourite really by some distance. Wow. It's bollocks. I dislike this one slightly less than the others, though. I think there might be a sort of an element of sort of Stockholm syndrome after watching so many of them. <laughs> it's got the bit of the '90s post-scream glossiness to it. It's yeah. got LL Cool J in oh. it. It has got LL Cool J in it doing some sexy talking. The final ten minutes or so, where you've got the protracted fight between Laurie and Michael Myers, I think is genuinely very good in a kind of Looney Tunes mm. cartoon sort of way. Mm. Um, and this is another one where genuinely at the end I was like, if they'd ended it here, looks like he he's definitely fucked. Mm. She's got a revenge. She can carry on living. She's built a new life for herself, albeit being horribly traumatised with everyone around her being dead. The end. Mm. No. The thing is, with H20 or H2O... Like, no, not H20. It's not water years later, no, is I'm it? Gonna, I'm, it's, no, it's... I'm going to call it H2O because that's what I called it at 13. No, don't call it H2O. It's H20. Don't water the title down. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, um, the good thing about this sequel, and probably why it's been chosen as the favourite, is because at least it moved with the times. Like It basically took the, the post-scream slasher, which you know I love, and applied it to Halloween and made something slightly different. So it had the humour with LL Cool J's character and, like, the actual slashing. 
it's, it's still shit, but at least it tried to do something slightly different. I didn't hate it either because I found after watching all the other sequels that after Halloween 2, they all sort of are just Halloween 2 mm-hmm. with some more things added to them. It's Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's not dead. Yeah. Oh, he's doing yeah. a stab. This film hopes that you never ask the question, so what's he been doing for the last 20 years? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah what was he doing for the last 20 years? Learning to drive. He, he drives cross country in this one. He drives in the first film. Does he? Yeah, someone did actually make a short film, which is him actually learning to drive. <laughs> really? What about that impression of Donald Pleasance they've got over the opening credits? Oh, yeah, that is bad. Useless. Yeah, yeah it doesn't make sense as to why they even bothered using it. Josh Hartnett is beautiful. That's yeah, he's awesome. very intense looking, isn't it? I, I, oh. I, what's happened to him then? Because like he's not a big star. He, no. I thought maybe he'd been cancelled, but he just got married and moved moved here, moved to Britain. Where in Britain did he move? <laughs> Precisely. What's the address? I will go on behalf of our podcast to find him. Try and stalk Josh Hartnett. <laughs> For the good of Devil Times 5, I will find this man and touch him. And hand him a mug that when you put mm. water in it... Yeah. The black comes off and... It... And it's just a picture of me uh, and his face. Classic yeah. seduction. So if you Google, where does Josh Hartnett live? Where does Josh Hartnett live? And can I give him a mug with yeah. my face on? Yeah. Does he accept mugs? Would he be okay with me touching myself while I give him a mug of my face? Surrey Hills in Dorset. Oh, that's too far. Fuck that. What? You can get there. No, I don't drive. I can't be asked. You don't want to go to Michael Myers driving school. Yeah. <laughs> if he can do it, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's slashing prices at the moment <laughs> Dimension Films production they released it in between Children of the Corn 5 and From Dust Till Dawn 2 oh, my, fa- my favourite sequels <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> everyone loves the From Dust Till Dawn trilogy the Corn sequels are actually pretty good are they? I don't know if you're joking never made it as far as 5 Yeah. let's hope we never have to find out <laughs> In the worst possible way, like the corn sequels are quite good. Please don't ever pick that as a theme. When's it my go? <laughs> Tell you what, though, uh, Resurrection's a good word to put in the title of a horror sequel, even if it's not actually relevant to the plot. You six have been selected to explore America's worst nightmare. What a terrible film. Mm. Buster Rhymes is really enjoying himself in this film. That is probably the only good thing you can say about it. But like, oh, bless him. He's having fun. I think Buster Rhymes has some kind of contractual obligation that he could just ramble on in every scene he was in. Like, there's one point where he stood there in front of Michael Myers and he's dressed as Michael Myers. <laughs> he just bangs on for three minutes. And Michael yeah. Myers is like, nah, I'm off now. He just walks <laughs> off without even attacking him. Um, synopsis is that Michael targets the cast and crew of an online horror reality TV show <laughs> based in his old house. Why was it that Hellraiser and that did did this? Why have they why did they both think it was a good idea to do this type of thing? Trendy, wasn't it? I mean, the the question is, why did they hire the director of the Birds Two Lands End to make it? (laughs) (laughs) Another one of my favourite sequels. I love Buster Rhymes' change of heart at the end. He's like, Michael Myers is is not something to be messed with. He's pure evil. Yeah. Thank you for your wisdom, Buster Rhymes. Thank you. (laughs) You look like fried chicken, motherfucker. Because he wouldn't learn any lines. He just has said whatever shit was in his head. This is such a mess. The script on this, because you know, at the start in the kind of prologue bit, Laurie does something with a rope that makes a screechy sound that makes Michael go, ah, my ears, my ears. Yeah, yeah. And then like later on, there's a character who screams so high-pitched that she breaks glasses. Right, and you think, oh, I see where this is going. Nope. Nope, they didn't think to put two and two together. <laughs> they have the, the, the online boyfriend who is in high school and she's mm. in college, so she's older than him, and his friend goes, well, she's older than you, 
and uh, nothing happens from that. They never meet. It's so badly written. Yeah. Why do text messages appear one letter at a time? It was 2002. That's just what happened at the time. I don't understand how the director directed the best sequel and the worst sequel. Halloween 2 being the other one. Dementia? He must have just given up after Halloween 2 and just thought, I'll just direct <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'll just do any yeah. old shit, it's fine. Because like something I didn't mention about Halloween 2 is the atmosphere of it is really good. It's like very in keeping with the original. Mm. Um, and this just is bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> one of the funniest things about it, though, is the Michael Myers mask in this. It's so <laughs> sassy. Like, he's got these high eyebrows and yeah. high cheekbones. They also arched, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they yassified him for this. They yassified <laughs> Michael Myers. <laughs> was it Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? The original on was that on at this time, so I think maybe they uh, had, a, had a quick go. Well, Michael Myers just went on there. Yeah, he's like, this boiler suit is not good. So that got no votes in our poll, but because he thought Halloween Resurrection wasn't quite terrible enough Rob Zombie then made two Halloween films where everyone's really greasy listens to 70s southern rock and says fuck all the time and then nine years later it was Blumhouse's turn Babysitter Murders 1978 40 years to this day Halloween 2018 it's been 40 years since Laurie narrowly avoided being killed by Michael but now he's escaped from custody and is tracking her down to finish the job because none of the other sequels are now canon (laughs) Michael's been inside the whole time and she's not his sister that was just Mm -hmm. a rumour she's got different children she's alive yeah she's not a head teacher she's become a doomsday prepper waiting for him to escape and come after her But the big news as Halloween 2018 begins is who knew Miramax was still going? Mm. (laughs) If you were Bob Weinstein, wouldn't you go, you know what, I think I'll shut that company down now. (laughs) On the plus side, it does mean that no matter how bad your horror output might be, people are guaranteed to shudder while they see the opening credits. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. He's coming for me, man. (laughs) True boogeyman. See, they should do an IP around Harvey Weinstein. Combine it with your interest in mugs. Just have Harvey Weinstein spunking in people's mugs or something. Well, yeah. I mean, they already did it with the revamp of um, Freddy. When they're like, actually, Freddy's a massive paedophile. I'm like, well, you've got one just right there. So, Do you remember Michael Fallon, the Tory, I think it was Transport Secretary or something? Yeah, I do. Where are you going with this? Well, it was rumoured that... um, when like he was talking to female journalists or whatever, if they went out the room and left their handbag in the room, he'd wank into their handbags. Mm. Ooh. Well, Ooh. it was unwise, but not illegal. I think it's probably illegal. Pretty illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the crime would be exactly. That's really weird. I mean, I got annoyed the one time I was around my friend's house, I went out of the room and a dog pissed on my handbag. So <laughs> I'd imagine a Tory politician's jizz would make me twice as annoyed as that. Once I slept with a guy and um, I had this little single bed, so we had to end up on the floor because he's quite bigger than me. And uh, in the morning he woke up and he was like, I think your cat pissed on me. I was like, oh, my cat don't I, like you. Um, I really thought that was going to go. He pulled out and in the morning I found spunk in the handbag. No, 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 there was no spunk. Um, I'm not that good. You're not that good? I'm not that good. No, there was no you spunk. You couldn't, you couldn't. <laughs> I get very bored. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Devil Time Spy. We're talking about spunk. Again. What are the chances? Yeah. <laughs> Michael, Halloween 2018. Michael, uh, Halloween. Second favourite after age 20, apparently. Well, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of it, um, but I didn't think it was going to work because it was being done by a comedy director and also Danny McBride was writing it. So I was sort of like, how is someone that's just done sort of Pineapple Express, that, those types of films, 
how are they going to come along and do horror, but it seems that they are fans of this franchise, because, you know, there's even Halloween 3 references in here. This is surprisingly the one that gets to more gore than the other films have had. It even has, like, a big horrible head stomp at one scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were so many, like, rave reviews for it, people loving it. Yeah. I just found it quite underwhelming. Yeah, what no. it does, it's just not as good as it could be. There are good moments, and it does have the tension back that we have wanted to have in this, but it just never really goes as far as it could. It's got the tension, and it is it is nicely directed. But yeah, underwhelming, I think, is probably the key word for this. It's just, it, it's okay. Yeah. One really good moment is, like, the cut to opening credits and the, the music and, like... It's, it's, that's cool it's like yeah I like the pumpkin based opening credits for this one and the um, the next one are pretty cool yeah the the three new ones of cracking opening credits the third one goes a bit too James Bond and you're kind of expecting Michael Myers in a bikini <laughs> to just appear with his knife Michael Myers he's the he's man the man the man who will the stab your mum the is not enough I do a stab and then I do some more. His victims could be his family or maybe not. Depends on the film. (laughs) Does she have children? (laughs) Pure evil, but no consistency. (laughs) There's another really bad Donald Pleasance impression when Loomis's tapes get played. I don't know why they get these American voice actors to try and do impressions of Donald Pleasance. Because he's supposed to be American. I suppose if his accent changed throughout those sequels, it's probably a hard one to yeah, nail down. Yeah, yeah, it's like you can't do the voice because he could do the voice. It's just whatever <laughs> under the alcoholic fuck he could bring up that day was how he spoke. They should have just got Jason from Sleaford Mods to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Myers with an M, you cunt. cunt. <laughs> the thing that bothered me throughout all the sequels is that in the first film, Michael Myers is quite tall. And then you get to the second film and he's a lot smaller. And then he gets smaller and smaller as you Well, go. some people do shrink with age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grand did. There's one, yeah. I think it might be in four, where it actually looks like a child is just walking around as Michael Or teenagers <laughs> just walking around as Michael Myers. And the good thing with this is they got back the original person that played the shape in the I first film. I thought you were going to say the, the original actors weren't available, so they got Vern Troyer to do that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they didn't. They now this. I remember them saying, "We've got Nick Castle back to play to play." No, it's it's two people. That's the weird thing. Yeah, and Nick Castle only in one shot. I've never understood that. So they do have a taller Michael Myers. Yeah, but why is it two people playing the shape? Well, I can only imagine they got Nick Castle back so they could say they got Nick Castle back because, as far as I remember. Everyone was saying, oh, it's so good to have Nick Castle back playing this amazing, brilliant character we all know and love. <laughs> because, because Halloween fans have got no sense of proportion. <laughs> They're wrong. Um, and I'm sure it's only months later that it was revealed that actually Nick Castle's only in one shot. Then he's in the other two. Yeah, doing the breath. Doing the sounds of Michael's breath. <laughs> Bloody hell. Wow. Uh, that's that's a full 10 minutes worth of work right there. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with these films, I think, in general, is they assume everyone watching them is a massive Halloween fan. Because mm. like, yeah. oh, remember this actor from the first one? No, no one does. Which is great when you're watching the Saw films back to back and they're just bringing in characters that you haven't seen since, like, early ones and all that. Yeah. 
But this, like, how are you men to recognise people 40 years after yeah. they were yeah. a child in the first film? That They don't have the protracted time frame and they also, those kind of have the narrative threads that all kind of wrap around each other. They've been sort of pre-planned. Whereas, whereas yeah. with these, it's like, we're not going to do any more Halloweens. All right, we'll do another two. Oh no, we'll do another three, actually. <laughs> is it this one they bring back Tommy or is that the next one? That's the next one. The next one. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, kills is a good word to put in the title of a horror sequel. Even if it means you end up with a title that sounds like it was made up by a six-year-old child. <laughs> Or Rob Zombie. <laughs> Michael Myers has haunted this town for 40 years. Tonight we hunt him down. Halloween Kills 2021. I thought this was really good <laughs> i was so surprised i really loved all the gore in it it's like a hatchet film it's great. no I don't, none of them are memorable that's the problem with me they've got actually the same actor voicing loomis again in the prologue but it's actually convincing this time for some reason yeah I mean, like i said i thought the last one was quite underwhelming i i liked this one was that they went more full force with oh michael myers is the boogeyman he can't be stopped like it was just that he's an unstoppable force and like as soon as he gets introduced, where he's just with the firefighters, and he you get that first person shot of the pitchfork like going through mm. the person's head. I think all of that really works, and I really do like the gore of this. And I prefer this over the previous movie. Like I know there's a lot of people that were very mixed on this, but I had a lot more fun with this one. A lot of people absolutely hated this one, so I yeah. was expecting this one to be absolutely terrible. And while I don't think it's amazing, it's it's okay. It's yeah, you know, it's the same team as the last one. The gore bits are good. I don't know why it's so hated. No, I'm tempted to buy this one on Blu-ray because it's... Blimey. Yeah, I actually really yeah. like this one. Gosh. There's some really good kills. I like the bit in the kitchen with the uh, with the bit that he's just taking each knife out of the knife rack and stabbing it in the guy's back <laughs> until he just looks like a hedgehog. I mean, it's a bit like he's making up for lost time, isn't it, with this one? Yeah. Like, you know, mm. I've had so many boring kills. This yeah. one, it's called Halloween Kills. I know this title. I'm Michael Myers. I'm going to just really, really kill. Pops the guy's eyes out at one point. Oh, yeah, the eyes bit. That is, that is a memorable kill. Each film has had... Uh, some good moments but it's mostly been really fucking dull because Michael is dull I didn't find this one dull I don't think there's a boring moment to this one it kind of feels in a way that there's almost too much going on in this one because you've got the vigilante stuff and you've got the family stuff evil dies tonight (laughs) yeah well the the evil dies tonight bit is very silly my other problem with the recent sequel uh trilogy is it's just tries to be a bit serious like it's yeah we're mm. going to do something really meaningful with this vigilante something it's like, like a metaphor for Trump's America well you know? yeah when this film came out you had Jamie Lee Curtis going on about how it represented Black Lives Matter and uh, the Trump stuff and I was like no it doesn't Jamie it just represents a serial killer I think one of the reasons I like this one so much is because Laurie's hardly in it um, I find her an extremely boring character. Well, she's just in a hospital bed for a lot of this, isn't she? Yeah, yeah like Halloween 2. Yeah. That's yeah. the one she liked the best, when Laurie's <laughs> quiet and in a hospital bed. Is that right? I mean, I will say I was happy about Resurrection when she just got chucked off a building. I'm like, great, done. I just discovered that the man that plays the shape was in one of my other favourite movies, Soccer Dog the Movie. Um, is that some sort of rip off of air bud pretty much but it's um, (laughs) the mafia in the film though um, and they want to kill soccer dog Um, what why would they want to kill soccer dog why would the Uh, mafia because um, the mafia have been betting on kids soccer games Mm -hmm. um, and then they try and drug another player to get him out of the kids soccer game well they drug a child yeah and then he gets taken out so then they like who can we get to fill in and they get soccer dog soccer dog fills in and now the mafia want to take down that dog because he keeps helping the kids win Fuck. the games. But they could drug the, the dog, surely. It's easier to drug a dog than the child. Why have they got a dog replacing the child anyway? Were there no um, other children? 
so there's a kid. He's an orphan in the film. The kid as well. Oh he's just been um, met his new foster family, um, and what happens is he meets this dog on the street, figures out that the dog can play football, as you do, brings him along to the game, and then all the other players see how good the dog is at football. Yeah. And then um, the other mafia boss says, "Can you drug this player to their child? Because their child's on one of the f- soccer teams, and yeah. um, he drugs the child. The child faints." Um, Because he puts something in his water, and then they're like, oh, we've got to get the dog to um, play in the game. And then the whole town starts loving the dog. The mafia aren't happy about it, so they put a hit on the dog. (laughs) 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 Right. This sounds way better than Halloween Kills. And that brings us to our second feature, the only (laughs) other Halloween sequel that zero people voted for in our poll. Wow. From last year, 2022, it's David Gordon Green's Halloween Ends. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. I was certain that I saw him watching me. You pretend like you moved on, but you're actually just obsessed with death. What are you gonna do when Michael comes back for you? Because he is coming. But this time, something feels different. He's more dangerous. He killed my daughter, but tonight I will kill him. Come and get me. Maybe the only way he can die is if I die too. It all ends now. Oh my God, Laurie, get over it. A troubled, ostracised young man forms bonds with both Laurie Strode's granddaughter, who now works at Haddonfield Hospital, and Michael Myers, who spent the last four years living down a drain. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's that's funny, but it is. There's not it many is. laughs in these films, but the bit in the prologue where the little kid dies that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> that was so. I'm really annoyed because that opening when the kid fell off the banister and hit the ground, I was like, "All right, we're going to be in for some wacky, over the top film." Laugh here. Mm. Um, I think saying it four years later was a really bad idea because. Yeah. The other two worked sort of quite well being straight after each other. That made mm-hmm. sense. And if they're doing this as a whole trilogy that's meant to be the same story, it would have just been better to have it carry on straight from the end. And yeah, him living in a train <laughs> makes no no sense. If it was straight after, then how would Laurie have had time to recover and write her fucking memoir? Live, pray, love, survive. I woke up and then I got stabbed and then I stopped getting stabbed and then I carried it's, on. It's worse than that, Brian. It is worse than that. Is the evil within all of us? Do we see the evil? Is evil a man? Is it? And she just, she yeah. just keeps deleting one word and replacing it with another one. And he's just like, oh, come on, no. Yeah, it's sex in the city, except about being stabbed. And then I asked myself, yeah. was this knife really a penis or was the penis really a knife? Right, yeah. <laughs> Did I really have a son, a last film? Do you think Jamie Lee Curtis said, I'll do this film if Laurie can be happy and upbeat and make jokes and just bounce around and have a romantic subplot? And it's like, what the fuck's going on? What have they done with her? I completely forgot that she's... Is it someone that she hasn't seen in years? The, the cop, Frank, who has been in the last two films and yeah. was supposedly back in 78. Yeah, he's the fan favourite character, Frank the Cop. Well, he was never in the 78 film. They've just... They retconned him in. I do find this really weird because it seems like they want you to forget all the other sequels, but throughout they've always done like all their little hints to, 
oh, it's the kids from, from Halloween 3. But this... Buster Rhymes just, like, creep out of a sofa at one point. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one is... Motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. This is the oh. Halloween three. Yeah, well, they use the blue opening credits as well. The yeah, it's it's it is the Halloween three because they want you to be like Michael Myers there, but he's not really. We're going to bring in this other character that you don't like, and but at some <laughs> point, Michael Myers and the guy go on a motorbike ride together. You don't see it's Michael nice. Myers on the bike, but how did how did they get to the house together? Yeah, he's in yeah. biker phase, like like the Undertaker. I really wish there was there's a deleted scene somewhere where he's got like a comedy, like old fashioned sidecar for his bike and Michael Myers. <laughs> so, yeah. Like Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> I understand why this guy who's ousted by all society doesn't simply leave Haddonfield. Why yeah. didn't he ever leave Haddonfield? Yeah, well, I assume isn't it meant to do with his his mum, who is just kind of like domineering mum one oh one as as far as stock yeah. characters go. Um, that fucking bit where he meets Michael and Michael looks into his eyes and gets his entire backstory uh, just by staring into his eyes. <laughs> Who wrote this bollocks? Yeah, that's what happens in these films. You stare into someone's eyes and you know exactly what's happening. You stare into his eyes, pure evil. <laughs> stare into his eyes, there's yeah. a backstory. That's how it works. Yeah, this is why I don't do eye contact. I don't like it. Yeah. So what this film is like, is it's like a proof of concept for haddonfield the series yeah it feels very very much like a tv series have you watched the chucky series the chucky series is is i like what it it does the first series was okay the second one was a real slog but if i'm watching a series called chucky i want it to be about fucking chucky not some mopey kids yeah well that's what this has done it's gone away from michael myers because for me if you look at all the other films michael myers would never join up with someone because he's just about killing it's not like he just goes oh yeah i'm going to join up with this kid and we're going yeah. to go and murder people he's, together he's that's not something evil, he would do. but he also wants a friend yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's all he ever wanted someone to really look into his eyes and see him you've got a friend, a friend in me, in me. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird choice i i didn't mind this one as much as other people i thought it was some all right bits in it and i liked it maybe more than criminals but it's such yeah. a strange choice to end with this like mad subplot of this like Weird kid. Does it end though? Because I didn't watch this one. Did yeah, they end, fucking actually? mince him up. <laughs> they yeah, absolutely good. mince him up. Great. Mm-hmm. They do the weirdest scene where Michael Myers does some crowd surfing. Yeah, he's dead, but he's they're hold they're holding him up, and he goes through the crowd. And then all I could think is this isn't the end because they're gonna try and do something with I think it's Child's Play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three where the blood drips into a new doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Child's Play three. The mask. blood blood drips into a big vat of plastic. Yeah, and yeah, new dolls get made. Is that how new dolls are made? So what they'd have to do with this is the mincemeat goes into some food factory and comes out as... Uh, Michael Myers in burger form. Yeah, a packet of mints or something. <laughs> yeah. And he comes back as a beef burger. Yeah. <laughs> and you see like a packet of beef burgers in the freezer and one of yeah. them's got a little mask. Evil fries tonight. So now from Michael Myers to my cool game that I invented, uh, let's play Scary Noises. Yeah, can you uh, differentiate six Halloween clips from each other while also identifying some six other films? Here's the first pair. It might help if you shut up, Brian. Right, here's the first pair. Did it touch you? No, but... Look, I was terrified, Mr Smith. I bet. 
I don't think there's anything here that'll interest our readers. Oh, come off. Everybody loves a ghost story. Yeah, but you'd need a ghost for one of them. What's that, Mr. Smith? I'm a reporter. I don't see anything concrete to report on. Maybe if you stuck around with I'll see myself out. No. Is the music just Halloween ends? Nope. Ah. Is the music Halloween 4? Nope. Any ideas on the dialogue? Archers? The archers? Yeah, that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've seen that ghost in there, wasn't it? Yeah, everyone loved a ghost story. Uh, no, the music was Halloween Kills, and the dialogue was When the Lights Go Out. Here's number two. Looks like your little boy's got himself quite an imagination. He's been having nightmares. <sighs> I think it's cool. Oh, Brian, wow. Is that your noise to buzz in? Yeah, that's my buzz. I didn't realise, okay. Um, the music's from Who Could Kill a Child. Oh yeah, well done, it is. Thank you. And the dialogue is from Halloween. It's not. Emily and Luke, can you get the dialogue? Looks like your little boy's got himself quite an imagination. He's been having nightmares. <laughs> I think it's cool. Must be some nightmares. Is it uh, Halloween, Halloween 6? Which one are you going for? It's Halloween 5, because Halloween 6 is Paul Rudd, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's the little boy with the nightmares. All right, yeah, it's Halloween yeah, 5. Yeah, it's the, it's the guy that has to clean his car. Really no, nice. it's Halloween 6. Halloween 6. It's Halloween 6. Oh, oh yeah. bollocks. Uh, number 3. It could have been you, you know. It could have been your brother Mark who pulled out of there. All right, so what do you want me to do? Look, Jimmy, rule number one. Never get involved with the I think the, yeah, Simon. the dialogue's Halloween 2, isn't it? Yes. Music. I don't know what the music was. Uh, Archers. It was like... Nee, 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 nee. Possibly something to do with water. To do with water? Yeah, I don't know. It had a, a flow to it. I'm going to say I don't know. Okay, Luke and Emily, can you get the music? It could have been, it could have, it could have been your brother Mark who pulled out of there. All right, so what do you want me to do? Look, Jimmy... Rule number one, never get involved with a patient. Nurses, that's another story. But patients, it's no good, it never works out. Where you going, college boy? I'm telling you, listen to old bud. Where you going, college boy, you asshole? <laughs> Anything? No, I don't know. The music was from the Wicker Man remake, so very much uh... not water. Fire. Bees. Halfway point, uh, it's 2-0 to Simon and Bryony. Here's number four. That is Halloween 5, the dialogue. The annoying woman who goes... That's the music. But well, yes. whatever it is. It, yeah. That noise is from Halloween 5. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the dialogue. Uh, given that I seem to not be able to tell the difference between music and dialogue today, I don't know. <laughs> Brian and Simon, can you get the dialogue? I fucking told you, this is what I was telling you about that riverbank. He's such a macho, aggressive fuck sometimes. What the fucking difference. Is this guy got a bow and arrow? I got a pistol. Just stay, stay close to the edge. I am, I am. Jesus, I can't deal with being followed, being watched. Is it Halloween 4? No, it's it's not Halloween. It's something Australian. Michael Down Under. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's go for that. Now, welcome to the Jungle. That's not a horror film. 
Not that Welcome to the Jungle, the horror film oh, Welcome okay, to the Jungle. Okay. Uh, okay. Number five. Turn it on. It is on. No. Are you going to work or not? I really think like you thought you were so stupid, but it stopped working. Yeah, I should have been. Do you think Hector is stupid? Oh, uh, do you think Hector is stupid? <laughs> 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 Bryony, were you doing the... The music's from H220? No, it's not from H220, no. H220? Luke? The dialogue is Paranormal Activity, the marked ones. Yep, certainly is. Emily, do you want to guess the music? Halloween Resurrection? No, Halloween 4. Yes, of course. So it's two all. Here's the last pair. I met him 15 years ago. I've told there was yes, nothing like... Before, <laughs> notably before the music has begun. I thought it was 12 years ago. Um, no, is, is it Halloween 2? Nope. No. It's not. Oh, fuck. Do you want to guess the music that hadn't started? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, um, it's a difficult one. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. Uh, right, Bryony <laughs> and Simon to win then, just to get ah. music or dialogue. I met him 15 years ago. I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no conscience, no understanding. Even the most rudimentary sense of life or death. Good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child. Is it Halloween for the dialogue? No. Damn, it's the impression, it's not him. And the music is Halloween 2018 remake. No, no. you don't have two Halloweens at the same time, Simon. The dialogue was Halloween H20. Um, oh, that's why it's the bad, yeah. The bad impression. And uh, the music was from Fatal Frames. Oh, yeah, of course. The bit where Donald Pleasance has to suddenly leave the film because Pleasance died. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the, and the voiceover goes, I must go back to America. One of my old cases has opened up and there's a bit of Halloween music. Yeah. Anyway, that was Scary Noises 2 All. <laughs> So time to take down the rubber bats and turn your pumpkin into a horrible smoothie. Halloween is over for another year. Next month, Emily's pick films about naughty old ladies. Brackets, not in a sexy way. Close brackets. Uh, one of our features will be uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. That's what Emily picked. Um, it was a tie with Scary Noises, which means I get to pick the other one. Uh, what am I going to go with? Shall we do <laughs> the gruesome twosome? That's our other one. Yeah, oh, go I've on not on. seen that one. Yeah, cool. So that's whatever happened to Baby Jane and the gruesome twosome next month. Until then, uh, thanks for listening and. Lovely. <laughs> 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 <laughs>